tonight's show, I want to talk to you about the holidays. It is December when I am recording this podcast, and tonight's episode is about the holidays. The holiday season is often a time of joy, family, and celebration. But what if you had something else following home? Let me ask you this. Have you ever returned home to celebrate the holidays, but was confronted with something you didn't expect? Something evil? Through a series of unfortunate events, were you faced with the reality of something sinister? Did you try to ignore it? But it seemed to be everywhere, no matter how hard you tried. But if you couldn't shake it, would you feel helpless and scared? If you knew you needed to find a way to cope and get through that trying time, you don't want to put a burden on family, friends, on loved ones, not during the holidays. Tonight, I have a story of how evil followed one person home for the holidays and the events that followed. When you are ready, I will spin you tonight's tale. Evil followed me home for the holidays. About 11.30 p.m., I settled into my plane seat. I happened to be sitting at the very end of the plane. There was lots of folks on the plane when I arrived. I assumed that most of them were probably on their way home for the holidays, just like me. It would be about a seven-hour flight, give or take a few minutes. As I took a glance around the plane, I saw that the vast majority of passengers were either middle-aged or senior citizens. This was encouraging. When I got to my seat, I saw that there was someone sitting right beside me. Currently, he was located at the window seat. Now, I don't want to come off as nasty, and maybe this person had a medical issue, but I was aware of that the man appeared really unclean. His hair was a soiled, dark brown color. His mustache was little and ugly, and he was overweight. His stomach was somewhat large, similar to that of a mother-to-be. He was dressed casual in tight pants and a black shirt without any brands. I glanced down at his feet and saw he was wearing white sneakers that looked like they had seen better days. They looked so worn and aged that the white color was fading into a distinct gray hue. I gave him a polite nod and sat down so as not to seem rude. The inside of the aircraft was laid out in the conventional six-seat form. Three seats on each side and a lengthy aisle down the middle. As soon as I nestled onto my seat, I was hit with a powerful stance. I looked at the other passenger, and it wasn't long before I figured out who had made that stance. The odor mingled with the fragrance of urine, perspiration, rotten eggs, and decaying meat. The stench was unbearable. I would have quickly concluded that a raccoon had been trapped and killed in my attic if I was still at home and smelt this. 
I didn't want to give off the expression that I was concerned by it, but I also couldn't bear to sit there and smell it the whole way. Unfortunately, I knew the plane was packed and there was no other seats. My only option would be to get off the plane or to try and bear it. I tried to get some rest to avoid having to smell it. I finally was able to nod out. The odd smell faded and I opened my eyes to find something even more disturbing, even more terrifying. To be honest, I was by myself and the more I looked around, the more I realized that I was completely alone. I opened the shade of the window and looked out. It was pitch black. I could see that we were still in the air. I also noticed that my hearing and sense of smell had somehow entirely disappeared. I uttered a cry of shock when I found myself utterly alone. There was silence on the aircraft. Silence except for my own breathing. I could hear myself breathing. I could hear my heart beating. I stepped out into the aisle and headed towards the cockpit. Like I said, it was completely dark and the only source of illumination were the aisle lights. I tried to sneak up on the pilot by seeming casual. My gut told me to keep my voice low as possible. So that's what I did. When I reached the cockpit and started to move my hand towards the door, I noticed it was locked. My attention was suddenly drawn back to the rear of the aircraft, back to where I was sitting. There was a voice that sounded suspiciously like the one on an Android phone. Frightened, I came to a halt and turned back towards the rear of the aircraft. There was a silence for the next few meters as I progressed back down the aisle. Again, I heard the noise. This time it came from right beside me, near a seat, not the one I was sitting in, but a seat nearby. The screen on the phone said, caller unknown. So I picked up the phone and held it to my ear. Hello, I said. It wasn't a welcome hello, more of a inquiry. After waiting for a few seconds, I all heard was static. I yelled, hey, is anyone there? My tone was more commanding this time. On the other end of the phone, I heard a distinct interruption of satanic laughter. It was an evil laugh, like the devil himself. Despite holding the phone to my ear, the sound started to sound like it was coming from behind me. My whole body was trembling with fear. The horror of the situation left me speechless. And at that moment, I was at a loss for action. I knew this had to be a dream. Yes, it was a dream, a nightmare. I was still asleep, yet it seemed so very real. I pinched myself, but it didn't help. It didn't help me escape this world's influence. I shut my eyes and decided to spin around three times and then take a peep out. With my body trembling, I closed my eyes and I started to count down from 10. 
but the laughing just became louder and louder. When I finally opened my eyes, there he was. He was the same filthy guy who had been sitting beside me before, but now he was entirely nude. His skin was peeled and parts to reveal a reddish skin underneath the human skin. And his nails, his nails were long and yellow. His head literally touched the roof of the aircraft, making him much taller than he appeared before. He had two enormous horns that came out of his cranium. With a distinctive figure, yes, I was staring into the eyes of the devil. His fangs were so sharp they seemed like a lion, and both of his eyes were bloodshot. As I stood there dumbfounded, he was laughing at me. I screamed in terror as his hand reached out and rested on my shoulder. Then suddenly I woke up. I was back in my seat with a crouched flight attendant next to me. Can you tell me whether you're feeling all right, sir? I saw quickly that everything seemed normal. Observing the empty seat beside me, I pointed to it and asked, what happened to him? There's no one there, sir. Yours was the only seat in this row. All the others were empty. A sigh of relief escaped my lips. At the airport, I quickly retrieved my suitcase from the overhead compartment and proceeded through security, customs, and immigration. A quick glance around made me sure I was not being followed. He was not there. I felt a sigh of relief. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary. As soon as I exited the airport, I held me a cab. I placed my luggage in the trunk and felt an uneasy feeling. I was being watched. I spun around, and there he was again, waiting for me, smiling, approximately 20 meters away. Because I had spotted him, he winked at me. The sight of his wink made me feel nauseous. He seemed to realize that he had interrupted my dreaming. I gave him the stink eye and jumped into the cab. I gave the driver the direction and encouraged him to make haste fast. I think the driver once we arrived at my parents' house. The guy was nowhere to be seen. Life seemed to be normal. It was finally time to settle down. I was home. The sound of breaking glass interrupted my last moment in my old bed before returning home. It was the day that I was to return. Holiday was over. With caution, I slowly made my way to the window and drew back the curtains. And there, there he was again, the same guy standing on the street in front of my house. He had an evil smile as he peered at me. Again, he was standing there in the nude. He was completely flushed with redness, and he seemed to have completely lost his composure. Some kind of rock or stone was in his left hand. I 
quickly made my way downstairs, hoping my folks wouldn't discover what was happening. He had not moved an inch, yet now none of his hands held a rock. I yelled at him, Why are you following me? What do you want from me? I told him that if he didn't leave me alone, I'd call the cops and I would beat his ass. My parents, who typically are sound sleepers, came out to the yard and asked me who I was talking to. So you can imagine how loud I must have been. The man made no gestures to indicate he was aware of their presence. He was still just standing there, laughing at me, mocking me. His stomach was not moving. He had no movement at all, just standing there laughing. My parents laughed at me when I told them that the devil had followed me home for the holidays. They said, there's no one there. Go back to bed before you wake up the neighbors. <laughs>